right, what's up my friends? Broncar Lee here with Spread the Good Stuff Podcast. We are going to have some fun today. Get some energy moving with this fresh song that I just created. Uh, just for my special guest today, because this person is incredible. She's got a magnetical energy to her. She radiates positivity. She is truly making the world a better place. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show, my friend, Cassandra Worthy. <laughs> what up, Ron Carr? What up, listeners? What it do? Yo, that is groovy. I like that. I'm like, you got my shoulders going, my neck bopping. I like that. <laughs> yeah, I made I made that just for you. So I just just recorded it a couple minutes ago here, and I made that made that custom for you. So I hope you felt the love. <laughs> I really did. I really did. That's dope. <laughs> um, look, I, you and I, we just vibe. I just I love your style. I love what you are about. I love the energy that you bring to the world. Um, you know, just everything you do is, you know, what you do as a human doing is so powerful and also who you are and how you are as a human being is so powerful. And that's, that's what attracts me to you so much, my friend. And I want to ask you, you know, when in life do you feel most alive? Oh, Wow. That's a really good question. When do I feel most alive where the vibes are just sky high? Um, it's probably when I am doing the thing that I have embraced as the reason that I am in this life experience right now, in this manifestation, in this body, with these gifts, with this, this talent. Um, and so that looks like when I'm on a stage delivering a keynote getting off that stage, engaging, engaging with the attendees. Um, and I've really come to embrace that, that reason, that purpose um, is sharing my gift of inviting, inspiring this light, this joy, this effervescence, this energy that I feel flowing through me every day to invite that same light from another. And, and, I, and I experience those moments when I get off a stage, when I'm engaging with my favorite baristas, when I'm engaging with strangers in the airport, um, and I just see that vibrance bouncing out of their eyes, out of their faces, through their smile, and it's like, oh, that is magic. That is magic for me. Um, mm. And again, I'm able to live that purpose every day, which is sharing that gift, inspiring that light um, in another. I love that. I love that so much. It makes me think of a saying we have with uh, with, with my boys here, we, we make the magic, don't miss the magic. And it's making that magic and radiating that. And I definitely feel that in you and, and something you said there about the light flowing through you. Talk to me a little bit more about the light flowing through you. Yeah. So for me, it's, I'm a very spiritual person. Um, I have been for quite some time and for me, it's, I'm a chemical engineer by trade. And so I always liken it to energy um, and then I also, uh, you know, use that synonymously with light. So it's this divinity. I think that we have a tap um, to this infinite divinity that connects us all, that we're all a part of. And we all have a tap to that. It's inherent in, in all of us. And so my work is allowing that tap to stay wide open so that that light, that divinity, that energy, that thing that connects us all, um, those moments where you just feel that sense of connection, where you feel drawn to another person, um, where you feel that authentic connection, the light exists there. 
Um, and so for me, that's how I, I put language to it, that, mm. that divinity, um, and how I like to think of it, you know, flowing through my own body and then what I get to see and inspire within another. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And that's really that, you know, I, I call it the, 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 the silver sterling space, which is the space in between, um, you know, light and dark, the duality, the, um, you know, it's that, it's that sacred space in between there where you're bringing in what I'm hearing, your chemical engineer background of, of, uh, science and quantification, and then your spiritual, um, existence as well as more of the qualitative that can sometimes be difficult to quantify. And you're really operating in that, in that, what I call the, the, the sacred sterling space in between those two. Yeah, totally. And I mean, I think the easiest way to kind of understand it and, and the way that I, um, with myself feel signals and guideposts, I always use my emotional energy and, you know, it's obviously very, very baked into the work that I do and, and my consulting company, but it's, it's when I feel that joy, um, when I feel that effervescence, you, you know, you talk about when somebody's lit up. They are just lit, like they're high. <laughs> you mm. know, when they're doing something, they're in a groove, they're in a flow. They have this joy, they have this bliss about them. That that is that is the light. That's the divinity that's shining through them, and they're vibrating high. And you know, when you see somebody who's in their authentic flow, when they're on, when they're lit, that inspires that same. For at least for me, inspires the same light within me. And I'm like, yes, let's go. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it. I feel that. Uh, you know, it's sympathetic resonance. I feel the vibrations over here that you are broadcasting out with your individual Wi-Fi signal right now. And I'm feeling it over here <laughs> now. Now, my question, my, my question, uh, Cassandra is what about someone who might be listening right now, who is really, they desire to feel, as you said, that joy, effervescence, that high, that bliss, that lit energy. They really desire to feel that, but for some reason they're having a tough time uh, tapping into that. Do you have any um, any words of wisdom of, of how people can can find that? Sure, yeah, and it's completely okay um, if you're not feeling that. And I certainly have days, um, weeks <laughs> where where I feel like I can't quite get it right. You're in that challenge phase. You're in the darkness. You feel like you've fallen down. You can't quite get back up. So I completely understand and it's okay because I think that's just a part of our evolution and a part of your own individual uh, evolution. I guess what I would say is the same kind of thing that I use for myself, which is maintaining that curiosity, mm -hmm. maintaining curiosity of how do I get to that place where I want to be, where I'm more consistently lit up more consistently feeling that that joy and that effervescence. How can I do that? Um, and for me, that journey of curiosity was about, you know, finding experiences, making connections, doing different different things, and and listening again to those emotions, those guideposts of is this something that's that's jazzing me up? Like, do I feel joy out of this, or is this just like really annoying? And <laughs> it's yeah. like something that doesn't. It's it's taking the energy away from me. It's not it's not giving me energy. And I think we learn more and more about our authentic selves, the more that we can reach out into, into the world and, and experience it. Um, and, you know, for me, it's time of external experience and then deep internal reflection on, you know, the, what was the, the emotional energy that was inspired? What were the feelings? What were the thoughts when I was in that experience? 
Um, and that curiosity is really what got me on my path of purpose. You know, I, I firmly believe that. So if you're feeling where you're not quite in that lit zone, you're not quite in flow, just stay curious um, and then trust that it's there, <laughs> mm. that it's there. And, and just one step, one foot over the other, um, you'll find it. And just yeah. because you found it doesn't mean that you'll stay with it, right? These things can come and go as we evolve, as we grow. And that's just a part of life. That's a part of this grand experiment. That's a part of you continuing to grow and evolve and understanding your full authentic self. Um, and, and as that evolves and grows over time. Mm, I love that. I love that. So what I'm hearing is a lot, a lot of good stuff right there. So I'm hearing number one to maintain um, a, like a mindset of curiosity is the first thing. So to, to, to keep that curiosity and be engaged in the journey of curiosity and to also trust that it is there, trust that it is there, that lit zone, that flow. Um, and then as you find it, it, it doesn't necessarily just stay there or exist on its own. It's actually a practice and to, to constantly be exercising that on a regular basis. And then we evolve with it as we continue to expand. Yeah, absolutely. Like if you notice as you, as you grow, there are some elements, there's some aspects, there's some things that you used to do that you loved, but perhaps it's no longer serving you. It's no longer sparking that joy, sparking that light. And so then it's curiosity. Why not? Why do I not feel as lit up about doing this as I used to? And then again, checking in with self, how, how might this change or how might I even explore something different to find that light and that energy again? Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a journey, man. It's a journey. I, I love it. I got a, I got, I got another question on that. Cause you mentioned checking in with self. So I want to touch on that. I also want to remind everybody listening here. Um, if we don't already see how incredibly congruent Cassandra and, and, and my philosophies are a reminder is the oath of possibility and the oath of possibility states we've never been at this exact place at this exact moment as this exact version of ourselves before. Today, we give ourselves permission to explore, to be curious, to receive old information from a new perspective, to receive new information with an open mind, and to be reminded of things we may have forgotten, because this is our oath of possibility and our unique journey and expression of life. And um, you're, it's just, it's... You know, you talk about your work, Sandra, and what I heard you describe is what I would say a lot of um, reflective work and mirror work where you see the light in others after you get off of a stage um, and you're connecting with a barista or, you know, who, just out and about with real people in the real world. And you're, you're, you're feeling and experiencing that light that flows through you, flowing through them as well and coming back to you. And, you know, you define a lot of that uh, with, with divinity, which is a powerful word. And then you also got to this cool space right at the end here where you were, where you mentioned, and then after we're curious, we trust, we practice, we evolve and expand. Then you're constantly checking in with self. Can you define that a little bit more? Can we explore that topic a little bit? What is, what is checking in with self look like? And what would you define as self? Yeah. So what would you define as self? My goodness. So I'm going to just 
straight up do this as it relates to me because I'm who I know best. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll speak to it from that as opposed to trying to put pontificate and lay down some brand new philosophy. Uh, I'm just going to talk about me uh, because I'm I'm best suited to do that. Mm. Um, So for me, checking in with me is is I have an avid journaling practice. Um, It's definitely a spiritual practice for me. I do it every day. Um, and it's a lot of it is stream of conscious writing, uh, basically what's on my mind, what's on my heart, what's in my spirit. Um, I ideate, I take an emotional inventory. What were the emotions that were inspired today? Why were they inspired? What was I thinking about in that moment? Um, what, you know, might I, I change or take into the following day? What am I, what am I excited about? And so for me, that is checking in with self because it allows me to explore what's going on internally, that emotional energy, those guideposts, that, that tap that I talked about. Is it open? Is it partially open? Is it completely shut down? If it is, why? Um, and so for me, that's a great internal journey and internal uh, reflection. And so that's really how I do my checks with self um, is through my, my spiritual journey. And what is self? What is self? Um, That's a big question, man. I want you to answer that first. (laughs) And then I'm going to piggyback on what you say, because I know you can, you, you can also drop some knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's it. That's it. That's it is a, it is a deep question and a big question. And I mean, that this could be a five day conversation. Um, Really good. (laughs) You know, it, it, it really, it really could. It really, really, really could. And what I would define as self is I have a definition of what I believe myself is. However, I don't believe that that's who I am. I believe that who I am is the feeling, the energy, the thoughts that are in the hearts and the heads of others long after I've left the room. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I think for me, what's most been resonant and, you know, I, again, I have an insatiable curiosity. So, in, you know, the things that I've read, the podcasts I've listened to, the interviews that I've listened to is Eckhart Tolle and how he had a moment of clarity in his journey where he, you know, was, was in a great, you know, bout of darkness and actually, you know, become suicidal. And he kept thinking to himself, I can't live with myself anymore. I can't live with myself anymore. And then he had this moment where he was able to tease out this thing that was saying, I can't live with myself, right? I can't live with myself. So who is the I, mm-hmm. and then who is the myself? And and it, and it was really, um, breakthrough for him because he recognized there is this ego, there is this egoic self, and then there is the divinity, the peace that observes it, the observer of that ego. Um, and that's kind of how I can relate to it, where there is this, this ego, this big personality that I have, this thing that is the culmination of all the experiences, the connections, the laughs, the mistakes, the failures um, that I've experienced has kind of shaped this, this ego. And then there is the divinity. There's the divine self that, that, I, that I am. <laughs> that mm. is the I am. 
um, that observes it. Um, and so I kind of, I can relate to that, to that separation, that there is this peaceful, calm observer that is my truest essence, that is the connection to all, that is of all, um, that is me and everything else. And then there's this ego, this personality um, that I'm very grateful to have because it allows me to maneuver and make my way through this world and do the work that I do because it takes this ego and this personality to get on a stage and talk to three, four, five thousand 5,000 people. Um, uh, so yeah, I'm grateful for both, but also grateful for the knowing that, you know, that ego, that personality is, is not all that I am. Mm, I love that. I love that so much. Definitely love Eckhart's work. And, uh, it's funny when I first, when I first got discovered him, this was years ago. Um, maybe, maybe a decade ago, I can't remember, but, or so. And when I, when I listened to him, I was like, oh my gosh, who is this guy? Like, I can't stand this. This is, this is like, what is he talking in riddles and circles? And he's not even doing anything. And, it, and he, and I was so irritated by him. And then like two or three years went by and then I, I got, somebody sent me a video and they were like, you got to listen to this guy. Like something you said triggered that and reminded me, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh my gosh, this guy. Okay, I'll try it. And I watched it and I was like, oh my gosh, I love this guy. I was like, yeah. And, and, and I just fell in love. And then I binge watched like 30 of his like, you know, videos and, you know, his, his, his lectures and all kinds of stuff. But it just, it's, it's a great, um, you know, reminder of what you said earlier about, you know, the practice and being consistent and how we then evolve and expand and, you know, who we are today is slightly different than who we were, uh, yesterday or last year, or, you know what I mean? And so, uh, yeah. it's, it's really interesting how the same information, the same, uh, energy, the same, you know, presentation or whatnot experience can be received totally differently depending on where we are in our life. Um, totally. so yeah, so I wanted to, I wanted to hit that real quick. And then the other thing was, I love what you're talking about with the observer and, you know, I, I refer to that as I love the observer and higher self as well. And mm. for those listening, um, you know, they're, they're, whether you've experienced this, um, observational perspective for me, it's always like a floating up, like a, it could be, um, it could be a little bit outside of my body looking back in, or it could be like a 30,000 foot perspective looking back. Um, but it's this higher self. And what that implies to me is, is literally above looking down as well. Um, but for, for those of you, uh, listening who have experienced this, you know, some, some form of this observational perspective or higher self or, or whatnot, whatever, uh, consonants and vowels we want to organize to attempt to articulate what it is. Um, if Cassandra, if somebody's listening and they have never experienced that observational, you know, kind of perspective or higher self or whatnot, are there any tools that you recommend or techniques to help support people to get to that, uh, that space? Oh man, there's, there's so many, um, there's so many, and now I'm blanking on actually naming <laughs> So one of the most important things and an area of study that my wife has been really into is somatics, um, which is basically really getting into body, um, understanding the memory that the body holds, understanding that the body, 
beyond just the mind, right? So all the thinking that we do, the cognitive stuff, but the body also can, can inform, can advise. And so somatics is really about getting in tune with your body. Um, and I think in the journey of that and sitting with ourselves, I think it creates the space and an opportunity to experience that observer because it's like you, you're silencing the mind, you're silencing that ego so that you can observe, so that you can observe, you know, the, the motions, the slight twitches in the, in the toes and the body, the way the heart's beating. Um, and so that can kind of help get you into that, um, that space where you're pulling away from the, the mind, the thoughts, and really resting in observation. Um, mm. So that was, that was the one that came to me uh, the quickest <laughs> yes. as far as how you can kind of experience that. And I will tell you the power that this has had for me and uh, in the work that I do, which is around, you know, emotions um, and notably the emotions of change, the difficult emotions that we face when we're going through a lot of change and disruption in our work and in our personal lives. Uh, emotions like fear, like frustration, anger, anxiety, um, grief. And when you can sit in that place and know that you can observe the emotion as it flows through you, rather than becoming that emotion, that's where the clarity can rest. That's where you can become responsive to that, to that emotion, as opposed to very reactive and acting as you know, that emotion, acting as anger, acting as frustration, when you can actually ob observe your emotional energy objectively, and it is a very difficult thing to do, and I'm not trying to say that this is easy, um, and even as the words are coming out of my mouth, I'm asking myself, um, how, how do you just observe when you are so pissed off, you yeah. can't see straight? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just sit back and, so it's, it's very challenging. And it's something that is a, is a practice, um, and, you know, it's, it's a practice that I've created called Change Enthusiasm that, you know, you have to practice it on a daily basis. And the better that you can get at observing, recognizing when that emotional energy is present within you, what are the physiological cues, you know, your, your mouth might go dry, your fists ball up, your knees start, your toes start tapping, um, and recognize when that emotion is present and then view it objectively, ooh, there's anger in my body. There's resentment here. There's, there's envy here. There's fear here. What is it informing me of? What is it here for? How is it serving me? What is there here for me to learn? How can I use this to connect authentically, either with myself or with someone else? When you can view it objectively as a gift, as a tool, as data, uh, it's really going to help you move through life in a more effective way, and it's going to nurture your own evolution and your growth. Um, moving forward. And so that's, that's a way where that, that notion of there being an observer within us that observes that ego and observes all the emotional energy, that has become very effective for me in, in dealing with and using emotional energy, not as something that's going to lock me in a box, not as something that is going to keep me back or keep me stagnant or hold me back, but something that's going to fuel me, that's going to inform me and fuel me moving forward. Mm, I love that. I love that so much. Um, there's so many things I want to reflect on that. Just, just really, really cool. I want to know more about your wife's work as well with the somatics. Um, and that is an official invitation for y'all to come hang out at our house. So <laughs> <laughs> we, we gotta, we, we gotta get up. We gotta get up. That's, that's, 
that is yeah that is essential um so that is happening we're gonna we're making it happen so um i love what you're what you're speaking to here about um observing the emotions and yes it can be it can be a a a a difficult skill to cultivate um you know i like to have fun with it and Mm -hmm. i like to i like to talk to it and be like Yo, what's up, Anger? How you doing, man? I, you know, I'm just, I'm curious. What, what are you, what are you here to, what are you here to teach me? You know, it's like, and just sit down and chat with it and really get to know it. And, and because, you know, what you're saying is it is, it is a teacher for us. It is not here to lock us in, but it is here to liberate. And it, when we can detach from it and say, hold on, hold on, hold on this frustration or anger or whatnot does not define who I am. This is simply something that I'm experiencing and it's here for a reason, just like pain in your body. It's like pain in your body can be, I've experienced a lot of pain in my life just, but, but like, it can be a good thing of like, Hey, it's telling me, Oh, there's something going on underneath your foot. You might want to check it out, you know? (laughs) Yes. Yes. And I strongly believe, and it's something that I've experienced in my personal life, my 15 years of corporate, as well as now the work that I get to do with corporations all around the world, that when we experience those emotions through change, and they're so prevalent when we're going through change, it's because there's so much opportunity for us to grow, for us to evolve. There's so many ways that we can learn, learn about ourselves, learn about our business, learn about our colleagues, and it's just ripe when you're going through big change efforts, big disruption. And so those signals, that emotional energy, that frustration, that fear, they, they pop so often. And it's, and it's cues, it's guideposts, it's signals to, hey, here's another opportunity for you. Here's another way that you can learn. Here's another way that if you choose, you can be better tomorrow than you are today. Um, and and I, my, the joy of my work is putting people in that seat of choice, that throne of power, mm. that it's up to you to choose how you maximize this opportunity, how you see it, and then how you choose to move forward, fueling growth, growing through change, as opposed to staying in that downward spiral, staying with the anxiety, staying with the frustration, and kind of remaining stagnant. Mm, I love that throne of power. That's powerful. And I love, I just love so much of your language, the signals, the guideposts. I call it pings. I say, if I, if I feel the ping, I do the thing. And, uh, yeah. you know, <laughs> Uh, what's the thing, man? What, does the thing change or is it always the same thing? It, it, it changes every day. <laughs> it, it depends on, it depends on the ping. The ping dictates the thing. <laughs> the ping. Okay. I got it. <laughs> uh, yeah. I love it. And, and you know, you know, what else came to mind was when you were talking about, you know, you know, um, well, I had a couple thoughts. Number one, you said, you know, when you're so angry and you can't see, see straight, I just thought, put on some gratitude glasses. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but no, it made me think, you know, you mentioned it, it um, the, kind of this learning journey and the curiosity. And as we cultivate this, this skill of being the observer and talking to emotions and not being defined as them, it made me think of, um, you know, my son, Elijah, and because I, you know, I have two boys, and they're, um, it's, you know, you talk about the spiritual journey. It's like, wow, parenting is like, it is a spiritual journey, bros. <laughs> it is whoa, but, but like when Elijah 
I remember when he saw me hugging a tree one time, cause I love, I love, I meditate on trees and I, I talk to trees and I connect with trees and they just, they have this powerful presence and they're such incredible teachers, especially here in the Southeast. You know, we have a lot of hardwoods that go through these cycles, seasonal cycles where they, they grow and they bloom and then they shed and then they're naked and they grow and they bloom and they, and it's just this powerful cycle. And I was hugging a tree. And Elijah was like, and he's seven now, he was like, dad, that's so weird. What are you doing? And I was like, well, you know, buddy, I'm, I'm connecting with a tree and it's only weird because this is the first time that you've really observed it and actually come over here with me and put your hand on the tree and just feel it for a second and just, just exist and observe. And as he did that, he felt it. And then, you know, he was like, yeah, this is weird. And then we went on well, the next day or two days. <laughs> Right, right, right. But two days later, we came back and we did the same hike and we came to the same tree. And without prompting him at all, he went straight up to the tree. He put his hand on it. He gave it a hug. And it was that quickly that he programmed. This is a, a normal, he normalized it. This is a normal activity. It isn't something that's weird or woo or any of that. It's just, I wasn't exposed to it before. And so now Every time we go past that tree, he goes up and gives it a high five or a hug, talks to it, says, hey, and it's very similar work to what, you know, what we're talking about here is that first time or the first few times may feel a little awkward. Uh, but then as we engage in that practice on a regular basis, we normalize it. And then it simply becomes a way of life. Yeah, totally. Yeah. This, uh, introducing something that is not, um, that hasn't been seen before, that hasn't been something that's been acknowledged or talked about. Um, and I feel like that's kind of the lane where I'm living right now because I'm entering these big corporations, these businesses, uh, into the boardrooms talking about we need to find avenues, tools to acknowledge the difficult emotions of change. And we need to arm employees with a means to transform that into fuel for growth. Mm. Uh, and I get a lot of big eyes. I get a lot of, uh, what, what do you say now? Yeah. <laughs> You know, because again, or this is weird <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. But when you can embrace it and you can see the results of having that mindset, having those tools, acknowledging the difficult emotions, then arming every single individual into that throne of choice, uh, empowering them into that throne and, and letting them know that they can transform that, that energy into fuel to move them forward, uh, then it becomes something that is embraced, something that is they see as a need, as a necessity in order to become more agile, more resilient um, as they move through change and disruption, which of course is never gonna go away. <laughs> it's never gonna go away. Yeah, it's the journey, it's the journey. <laughs> yeah. I love, again, I just love so much of your language, transforming that energy into fuel, um, just so clear. It's, it's great to talk to you because you've just, you live and breathe uh, what, you, what you teach and what you share. And it's just so, it's so empowering and, and it's just, it, man, it's, 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 it's just to see somebody that's in so much congruency. And so I just, again, I applaud you for the work that you're doing. It is really powerful. And you're bringing a lot of these, what I'll say, mindful practices and, and such into the corporate environment, which is so freaking needed. And so I just applaud you for that. And what, you know, sp speaking of that, just for a moment here, what inspired you to 
get specific to, to, to specifically get into bringing these tools and techniques and teachings into uh, the, you know, the, the, the business realm. Yeah. And I appreciate, I appreciate your, um, your words. They, they mean a lot because, you know, I strive for that congruence and honestly being congruent with who I authentically am, my authentic beliefs, my values, and having that be in such alignment with my purpose and the work that I do is a part of what keeps me lit up um, a lot of days. So, uh, yeah, so the, um, the inspiration for this really came from me personally experiencing the difficult, painful aspects of really big change that happened to me when I was working in corporate. I, I did a lot of time um, uh, experiencing acquisitions. Uh, so I was a part um, of a company that acquired a very large multi-billion dollar business. And then I went into that business and helped integrate, you know, tools and processes and, and help be a part of, of moving the culture. And then I've also been a part of a business that was acquired um, and kind of being a part of them coming in and, and integrating and, and, and that kind of thing. So I've, I've seen both sides of the coin and every situation, there was just a lot of pain. There was a lot of frustration. There was a lot of anger. Uh, there was a lot of fear and, of a, and anxiety, like especially when my business was acquired, like, am I going to have a job tomorrow? Um, and so I, I felt all of that. And through it all, the thing that was missing is having an acknowledgement and awareness and some type of a tool or an acknowledgement of a strategy to help myself, as well as my employees, as well as the whole workforce move through the change, you know, on an individual level. Um, and so I, I just, I knew there was a better way. Um, and so I, I started first by practicing the mindset of change enthusiasm that, that I now teach, creating that and practicing it for myself so that I can see growth, so that I could evolve, so that I could find the learning and the opportunity in every change that I was a part of and every change that I led. And then in doing so, people started to notice. And they started to ask, how are you doing this? <laughs> how are you leading your organization, keeping them so engaged, keeping them, you know, so inspired? How are you yourself moving through all of this uncertainty? Because I'm fearful every single day. Um, and so then I recognized, you know what, I think that I can package this in a way using my engineering mindset in a very pragmatic, structured kind of a way for people to actually practice this on a daily basis, strengthen their own resilience muscle, understand that in the face of every change, every disruption, every adversity, there's opportunity. And you're signaled into those opportunities by those really difficult emotions. And then it's up to us to choose how we maximize that opportunity. And so it was really something that grew out of a necessity for myself. And then I started to see there is value here. And I want to give this to as many people as I can. Um, and obviously, I hold a very special place for big business, for corporations, because that's, you know, where I grew up. That's, that's how I came into adulthood in my own professional life is working in, in large corporations, leading innovation and working as an executive. So that's where my passion lies. That's where I feel my people are. And that's who I want to support with this mindset, with these tools, with these strategies. Mm, I love it. Um, I want to go on the road with you. I want to be your opening act. <laughs> Get them ready. Get it. Get them all grooved up. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not kidding. I really do. I really. I, I mean, this is this is. I am putting this out into the universe, and whoever is listening right now, they're our witness. And I'm, <laughs> I love it. I'm I'm put I'm putting it out there, my friend, because I love what you're bringing, 
and we're just so congruent and it just, it's, it's just awesome. It's so, it's just so refreshing. So I'm putting that out there. Um, we're going to be doing that in 2023. Okay. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, I got so many more questions, but I am going to be sensitive of time, uh, for today. We have, we have touched on a lot, uh, of really, really, really good stuff here. And just based on this conversation, there's like four or five questions I have right now that I'm going to, I'm going to hold myself back from asking. And then I'm just going to also plant the seed that we're going to have another conversation again sometime uh, in the in the not so distant future here and have you back on to to dive even deeper into this realm um but before we uh wrap this up and put a bow on it uh how can our listeners uh find you yes so i would say go to my website cassandraworthy.com um and then you can also find me on social media channels cassandra worthy and uh, you know, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn. Um, I'd also ask that you subscribe to my YouTube channel. So me and the team are making a huge push in 2023 to put out daily high value video content for the entire 2023 calendar year. Uh, so there's going to be some 250, 260 plus uh, videos that you're going to get all throughout the year. So get subscribed, sign up, um, and you'll get one of those videos. You'll get notified every time it drops every day cool so cassandraworthy.com and then linkedin instagram and youtube you got it great i love it i love it uh cassandra this is awesome i love you i love what you stand for i love what you are doing as a human doing and how you are being as a human being uh you are definitely shining your light brightly and making the world a better place Thank you so much for being on this podcast and for all of the listeners out there. Thank you for joining us. Uh, I hope that you take uh, something today or several things from today, this energy, uh, the words, uh, the feeling that you have right now in your hearts and in your minds. And I hope that you take that and pass it on and make the world a better place. So thank you everybody for joining in. I'm Bronk Lee. This is Cassandra Worthy. We're going to take you off with a little groove right here. Bounce your shoulders and let it go. Mm. Let's get it.